0: Welcome, I'm your host, John Carter, and you are listening to the 919 Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to telling the stories of the over 1.5 million people living within the triangle this is a very special episode so whether you care about basketball or not you probably have some friends some family uh co-workers that do and they might be at odds with each other depending on what team they pick for but what you probably do know is that the acc tournament just happened and you know that selection sunday just happened as well and that there are four teams from the triangle heading to the big dance so that's duke UNC, NC State, and North Carolina Central, all of them within a 20-mile radius are heading to the NCAA tournament, which is a pretty big deal. I don't think there's anywhere in the country that can boast um, that sort of thing. So I definitely want to capture this story talking with a repeat um, guest on the show, Steve Wiseman. He's a writer for the News and Observer. If you're a day onener, then you know about him. He came on the show one more one time. And he talked about himself mainly, but uh, this I wanted to get more his thoughts on the tournament, the brackets, um, his predictions maybe, and then the significance of, uh, or maybe some storylines from each of the teams. So we get into that. He was actually on his way to a press conference at NC State uh, that they moved up. So he was very gracious to take the call uh, while he was driving and uh, his schedule is going to be insane for the next couple weeks depending on how different teams do but I was very thankful for him taking time out of his schedule that being said as usual if you know someone who's interesting or making an impact in the triangle please facebook me or tweet at me or email me at the 919 podcast at gmail.com again I'm hanging out with Steve Wiseman of the News and Observer let's get started All right,
1: I'm here with Steve Weisman, writer for the News and Observer. Uh, he was gracious enough to let me take some of his time after Selection Sunday to talk about the upcoming tournament. So, Steve, thanks for being on the 919 again.
2: Hey, John, I'm glad to be with you.
1: Yeah, actually, you are the first guest to be on twice, so it means you're doing something right, but <laughs> no. I,
2: <laughs> Good. <laughs> I, do think I yeah. can do help you. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, uh, people in, really enjoyed uh, the last one we did together, so uh, this is perfect. You know, we're getting into the big dance, and I'm excited to you know watch that myself. But obviously, uh, some news: we have nine teams from the ACC going, and then six from North Carolina. You have Duke, repeat, uh, you know, or well, I guess the, the previous champion uh, UNC, and then North Carolina Central. So that's that's pretty impressive from such a small area.
2: It is, and I think this happened last time in 2014. I think I'm trying to remember back. Um, Sounds right. It all four from the triangle made. I mean, uh, so it's really it's really neat. You have four schools within what 25 mile range of each other, and uh, Central was was the, I guess the ultimate underdog because they were six to their conference and um, had to win out to get you know to get into Dayton. So that was the, the biggest surprise, and then I guess you're right. NC State at the start of the year we didn't think you know, would project as an NCAA tournament team. But, boy, the job Kevin Keats has done, put them into it right away. And, you know, we knew from really the beginning of February, once once the win happened at Carolina, this this was a team that they just did a few right things down the stretch to make it. So, and here they are, you know, going to the tournament. So, great uh, great for our area, great for our state having six teams, and, of course, the ACC having nine teams is really cool, too.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, NC State, for sure, they hadn't made the – Tournament since 2015. That year they went to 316, but this year they had a new coach. They were picked, I think, 13 uh, in the ACC to finish, but then they ended up finishing for I think tied for third, right?
2: Yeah, tied for third, it's the number five seed because of tiebreakers, but but there were four teams tied for third, and it was an 11 and seven league record. So um, that's that's an incredible accomplishment, and you know, in many other years. Kevin Keats would have been the coach of the year in the ACC. I mean, he did a job that was worthy of that of that honor. But this just happened to be a year where Tony Bennett took a team 17-1 in the conference that was not ranked in the preseason top 25 uh you know in the in the nation and was also picked sixth or seventh in the in the ACC and went 17-1. Right. So, you know, uh but but that doesn't diminish the job that Kevin did. I think it's tremendous. No, as
1: far as I was joking with someone the other day, as far as coaches, you know, of course, I would have loved Kevin Keats to win Coach of the Year, but uh, Tony Bennett is awesome. I think I really like what he's done in Virginia. Um, I don't necessarily like watching him play. I think it's a little slow for me, but he's done an yeah. incredible job. Uh, and now they're the number one overall speed, so they're not bad.
2: Exactly. And I, I'm with you on that. They're not, they're not a fun team to watch if you just want to use for pure, I guess, the enjoyment of the game, I mean, it's a different style. And it's successful, so, hey, all credit to him for doing it. But, no kidding. Boy, it's it's like uh, watching grass grow sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> they play so slowly. Um, they do. I
2: can see why their fans like it. I mean, I can see why they're defensive because, hey, it's winning, and they, they want credit for what they're doing. And I give them credit. They're, they're a good team. They're a great team. So, hey, that's all that matters.
1: Absolutely. And then Duke, they they won the championship in 2015, uh, so I guess they've been a little erratic this year. I know you used to cover them. Um, what do you think about this Duke team? Going Yeah, the it's really,
2: yeah, being around, being up there in Brooklyn last week, getting to watch them play a couple times, um, you know, see, seeing how Grayson Allen has to kind of defer to Marvin Bagley sometimes, and then when Bagley's not in the court, Grayson is the big guy, right? So, like when Bagley was out, those four games, is when Grayson played his best basketball. And um, and then when Bradley came back, they had to coexist again. And it's so weird to watch them play a 2-3 zone because they've been man-to-man forever. And they used, even in 2015, they threw the zone out there a couple of times every once in a while. Just maybe 2% of the whole season they played zone, and, uh And now they're doing it like 98% of the time. So it's like a different team. But... They have incredible talent, and I think we all knew that. I think Trayvon Duval, uh, Duval, I guess he goes by now, is the um, the key to that team because he's the point guard. And you know, I saw him play over at Chapel Hill, and he he had eight turnovers and lost that game. And I thought, boy, he's not the point guard that they thought he was going to be
1: because Trey
2: Jones. I mean, not Trey Jones. Tyus Jones was the key in 2015, and so. Now, DeVal has Deval gotten a little better as years gone on, and so he's going to have to really play well for to, to win the whole thing. He's going to have to have a tremendous tournament.
1: Yeah, I hope, I hope uh, all these teams stay healthy. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, at the same time, you got to realize these are freshmen. I, I think I forget that a lot of times, you know, complaining about their play, but they're 18, 19-year-olds, and they're playing at such a high level in the ACC. But uh, I guess Coach K's had to work with a bunch of freshmen every single year now. That's, that's
2: um, the way it's going to be from now on for him. So you know, yeah. I tell you
1: what. So um, and then UNC. So obviously they won the tournament last year, and uh, they they lost a lot of key players, but then here they are back in it. And actually, they got really good seating, I think, in the uh, the West bracket I, there. I
2: think they did. I think that's a much easier bracket than clearly the Midwest. I think the Midwest is really incredibly strong. Right. Um, I think
1: that's where know. Duke and NC State both are. Is uh, yeah, the yeah and and. Kansas
2: and Michigan State and Clemson, you know, that's a pretty good, there's a lot of top 25. Yeah, uh, some other no-name
1: teams in
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, so it's really a high-quality bracket, but but back to you talking about Carolina, I do think that they um, they got a little easier easier ride, even though they're going to have to go out west, you know, for the next round if they get there, uh, after being in Charlotte to start out, and they, they never lost a game of the state in uh, NCAA tournament play, so...
1: Oh wow! it's pretty
2: good that they're going to go out of Charlotte all the way out to, to Los Angeles for the next round. I
1: yeah, think it's going to be nice for them having kind of a home game, uh, you know, for two games in a row against Lubbscum and then the winner of Texas A&M and Providence. So that's impressive. And then in the same bracket, um, you've got North Carolina Central. And this is their third year in a row? Is that right?
2: Um, No, they did not make it. They made it last year, two in a row. And then okay. – uh, They've been there, I think, three of the last five years. So.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's, and that's super impressive. And so all these teams are within maybe fifteen, twenty miles of each other, uh, which is makes for a fun uh, champion or uh, tournament time.
2: Yeah, great first week uh, for fans and for media too. We're all, you know, getting ready to head out on planes tomorrow to wherever. Although, let's see. Yeah, because I guess uh, uh, Central plays on Wednesday night, so. People have to get up there probably tonight, maybe or one Monday night to get there to be there for Wednesday for the first game.
1: Yeah, I wanted to get into that. What's your schedule look like the next coming week? Pretty erratic. So yeah, know. it is.
2: So I had to, um, Sunday night. I had to quickly book a flight to Wichita, which is not easy because it's not a major city, right? So um, not as many flights standing out of there as you would like. So I, I'm leaving on on uh, Tuesday afternoon. I'll get, o- get over there around dinner time and. Uh,
0: Wednesday morning,
2: uh, there are practices uh, in Wichita. All the teams that are going to play Thursday, we'll have press conferences and then also have an open practice for an hour at the arena. So uh, we get to watch that and take pictures and everything and then talk to all the players and coaches. So it's a matter of, that's why we have to leave on Tuesday to get there because Wednesday morning we get right to work, cranking out stories and getting availability with everybody and then the games are Thursday and then, um, you know, we all have... Flights booked back on Sunday in case they get all the way to Saturday, and then they'll have to change it or whatever if they if they happen to lose on Thursday. So that's kind of – that's our life in March is uh, a lot of travel agent duties and trying to figure out contingency plans to make sure that we're where the team is
1: so we get all the best coverage. No kidding. So what do you think about NC State? Just because you covered them primarily, uh, what do you think about NC State's um, matchup against uh, Seton Hall? Yeah, I mean I think it's funny. Seton Hall is a very similar
2: team. CNC State as far as what their accomplishments were, they finished tied for third in the Big East. They went ten and eight. C State went eleven and seven in the ACC, so that's pretty good. Seton Hall has some you know, they beat Texas Tech in a non conference game, similar to how State beat Arizona. And then uh uh Seton Hall has wins over Creighton and a couple over Butler and they beat Providence, so they knocked off some tournament teams just as NC State did in their conference uh, schedule to get them in the tournament. So very similar as far as what they've accomplished. I think um, you know, it's a classic, it's an eight nine game, it's gonna be a toss up. And, you know, I think NC State, uh, you know, needs to they need to shoot fairly well, uh, like they have been in the games they've they played their best. And the way they played in the second half of Boston College, clearly if they play like that they can beat anybody in the country for those twenty minutes. Um so I think it's a good matchup but I think uh, you know, um it's if it's, it's a game if you think can clearly win. They they actually play well but they can win it.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, and then Duke has that first matchup against Iona. Um, you know, there've been some I guess they've been knocked off uh as number two before, but um if they keep playing well with Grayson Allen and Marvin Bagley then they should be able to make it um pretty far. But yeah. of all these of all these teams, you know, who do you think has the most potential to go to the Final Four?
2: I'm going to say Duke because of their their talent level. I mean, I think they have, you know, you can put their five against anybody, and they're going to match up and be as good or better. Nobody's going to be better than them as far as pure talent. Um, So, you know, I like Carolina's grittiness. I mean, and they, they have a championship. They have players that won last year, right? So. Right. They get to this level; they're not going to be intimidated. They're going to they get two games in you know in Charlotte to start out, so that's a good jump jumping off point to get into the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, but I just don't think in the end that they're as consistent enough because we saw this year they had a couple of stretches where, you know, they they they, they played pretty poorly. In fact, you know, they lost um, the last two games of the regular season to Miami and Duke, and they lost earlier game lost three or four in a row earlier in conference play. So I don't trust them as much as and. and it, it's not that I trust Duke, because clearly they've had some issues this year with losing games they shouldn't. Um, Boston College and, and St. John's come to mind immediately. But right. um, they seem like, uh, you know, again, it's hard to argue with talent, and I think they have the best talent. Hmm.
1: Awesome. Well, well, I'm not so sure we're going to have a championship champion from the um, from the triangle this year, but uh, crazier things have happened, for sure. So. <laughs> Uh, That'd be that'd be really exciting, of course, for the area again. But um, and maybe. And and I do
2: want to add. I do want to add. I'm sorry uh, that I think NC State can make the Sweet 16. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think. You think so? I do. I think that. I mean, they're going to play Kansas and Wichita. Kansas has been known to go out on the first weekend under Bill Self. And again, you know, NC State has the capability to do it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to put money, you know, set my mortgage on it, right? But. I think that just with the, the the games they've won, they've shown they can beat Duke Carolina, Arizona. I mean that's Kansas is is equal or you know, to all those teams and that's a game that that, that can be won. So I'm not I'm not gonna rule that out and I'm not gonna say they're to make a final four run this year. I think what they've accomplished to this point is really impressive. So anything from this point forward is gravy, but I, I'm not ruling them out as a team that can that can get half Kansas.
1: Yeah, it, it, they're an interesting case because, uh, they, you know, they beat, of course, a different team, but they beat Villanova, um, I guess that'd be two or three years ago now. Two, yeah, 15, right. Two, and 15. So, and, you know, lightning construct again for sure. I think if they make the sweet 16, then that, they might go farther than that just because I feel like the road gets easier from there after they face, uh, can- oh, for sure after they face Kansas. But, uh, to keep up that level of play, you know, they've got to be, uh, dialed in for sure. So, but that be exciting. Uh, absolutely. You no, know, it's,
2: it's the beauty of March. You know, anything can happen once you get in the field. And, and again, they've they've gotten in by by posting big time wins. So, it's not above them to be able to do it.
1: True. Uh, well, one to ask, and if you got to go here in a second, you got an early press conference. But, um, quick question about the ACC tournament. You know, how how was it? Yeah, classically, this has been played in Greensboro. What do you think about it being played in uh, Brooklyn?
2: Yeah, I mean I, the crowds were pretty good, and um, it wasn't. Uh, you know, when Duke and Carolina play, if they play in Greensboro, it's going to be you know, a bigger, or better crowd than Brooklyn. Although Brooklyn was it was it was filled up, so you know it, it's just a different vibe because it's not you know uh, everybody locally coming in, driving in for the game that they could. You know, you normally if those teams went on went on Thursday, everybody could buy go find tickets on Friday and drive over there, like make a day trip out of it, right? Well, can't really do that to New York. <laughs> it's kind of hard. So, right. um, but that's the only different there. I have no problem with it being in Brooklyn. I think it's good for it to, in the rotation. I do think they should. You know, I think John Swarford's talked about this, having Brooklyn, D.C., and the North Carolina sites kind of in a, a regular rotation that way. And that would be fine with me, as long as it's Greensboro and Charlotte get in there. And, and then D.C. I thought was a great spot. And, and Brooklyn works, too. It's, it's, it's a great place to hold a tournament. It's a big city and a subway to get to the stadium and all that. So, And 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 let's face it, you have to keep your your northern schools in the conference happy. They're part of the conference now, too. So BC, Syracuse, Pitt, you know, if Pitt ever gets good again. Um, you know, throw them a bone and have, have it up there every once in a while. So
1: I think it, it should
2: work out well that way
1: gotcha yeah i saw i saw something interesting uh from five thirty eight that was talking about how the geographic center of the conference and then where the championship's being played and the a c c had the most uh different you know the geographical center is close to the virginia interstate um d state line and it, yeah. the, their suggestion actually was to have in Raleigh, which would be <laughs> that'd be very interesting for sure um but and who knows what's going to happen in the future? But yeah, taking the Greensboro stuff at one. but I totally get what you're saying about having it up more north to include some of those other schools. So yeah, just every once in a while, not every year, but every once sure.
2: in a while, just sort of trip. And also about Raleigh, my colleague Luke DeCock has has proposed that the 75th anniversary tournament will be in 2028, and that they should have it. They should have it in Raleigh, um, have it at TNC Arena, but have the opening round games on Tuesday at Reynolds Coliseum because those are smaller crowds, right? So um, just for, as a throwback idea to the days when it was held at Reynolds Coliseum every year, back in the 50s, that would be a fun thing to do. Now, nobody wants to hold it on somebody's home court. That's the issue.
1: Sure.
2: <clears throat> so you have to have a one-time exemption for that. But that would put it close to that geographic center that you talked about and uh, a little um, nod to history there which I think it would be pretty cool.
1: That'd be that'd be neat. We have to I guess we have to wait a little bit of time to see if that's gonna happen, but that'd be really cool. Yeah. All right, well have you made have you made your bracket yet?
2: Uh I haven't. Um I've been busy doing my, my booking, traveling, all that stuff, so um I need to get on that I guess tonight because the uh, first games are Tuesday, so it's about time to get going on that.
1: Yeah, true. I gotta make one too. If um <laughs> so if you didn't have to choose, of course, not counting triangle schools, if you had to pick a team outside the triangle to win the whole thing, who would you pick?
2: I uh I picked Virginia to win the ACC tournament. I know it's chalk. Um, I just think they're a different I think they're a better team this year than they ever have been. If they're ever gonna get to the final four and get the job done, this is their year to do it. So I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Cavaliers to finally finally get the win they
1: need. That that'd be uh would be interesting. Usually, for whatever reason, their offense doesn't really translate well, or you know the defense is great, but then you get you face the team that gets hot and they haven't really done well uh, in the past. But this might be the year for sure. And that's would well, cool to have an ACC team. And,
2: and I mean, I'm with you on that. I think this is a they led the ACC in three point percentage uh, on camp on just three point shots alone offensively. So that's a, a little um, added bonus they haven't had in the past to have that kind of three point shooting. So. We'll see.
1: Right. Do you know of any other before before uh, you go, do you know of any other place in the country besides the Triangle that would have this many schools close together?
2: Not four. Um, I know Cincinnati has Xavier and Cincinnati and so there's two there. But it's hard to find four that are this close. I mean, I know Texas, there's eight teams from the state of Texas or seven because Baylor didn't make it. But they're right. obviously spread out. you got Houston and you got TCU and Texas, Texas A&M um, so no I mean as far as the uh, the radius I think uh, you know the
1: triangle's got, got everybody beat yeah well let's end on that I think that's a good thing to end on but it obviously it's a special area for basketball so uh, Steve Always. thanks so much for joining and I, I know you have to get on to your press conference so thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule I'm glad to do it John anytime you need me awesome
0: just listened to steve wiseman from the news and observer talk about the ncaa tournament if you like the pod let me know by leaving a five-star rating on itunes and as always you can connect with me via twitter and facebook at the 919 podcast thanks for listening